Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. From Peterson's, I'm your host, Taylor Sinkevich, and you're listening to You Have a Cool Job, a podcast highlighting those who took their profession in a unique direction and what they did to get there. On this week's episode of You Have a Cool Job, we talk to Trish Bonney, who gets to create beautiful living spaces as a career. Trish is an interior designer who has a day job as a designer at a commercial building interior design company and a side hustle as the founder of Tab Interior Designs. Trish didn't think she could make a living as a designer when she was young and begins by telling the story of how she ended up here. I've always loved architecture and just home design in general. Um, and I've just always had a love for the textures and the feels of all the fabrics and uh, just how everything would come together. And uh, oddly enough, I would come home to my mom and tell her, you know, how they had too many chairs in this one corner or if they moved things around a little bit or added something that it would make it look a little bit better. But it's just something that I always loved. And just anything artistic in general, I've always been inspired by. That's just, you know, it's been around my entire life for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you always know you wanted to be an interior designer, and did you start your career this way? I didn't know interior design was a thing when I was little. I grew up in a very, very small town, um, not a wealthy family or anything like that, so I didn't even know that was a position that I could hold in life. Mm. I knew when people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would always say an artist. I, you know, they would say, oh, do you want to be a painter? No, I just want to be something artistic, you know? So I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, When I was in high school, though, I heard often from many people, including my own art teacher, they call artists starving artists for a reason, or you're not going to get anywhere going to school for artwork or anything like that. So uh, I kind of lost sight of my dream. And because school wasn't really something I could do anyway, because again, I wasn't born into a a wealthy family. I went into the military. Um, But while I was in the military, I constantly dabbled in whatever I could that was artistic and whatnot. And then I, I was babysitting for officers' wives a lot, and while they'd be out, I was moving around their furniture, and they'd come home and love it. I even got to go on some shopping trips with some of the officers' wives to help them pick out their furniture and stuff like that. So, I mean, again, I didn't realize it was a position in life for anybody else than wealthy individuals, but as I got much older um, and to a point in life where I could afford to do something that I always wanted to do, like your dream, I decided to go back to school. And that was when, you know, I realized this is a job that even I could do, but I want to make it. So it's for anybody, you know, everybody should be able to afford an interior designer. So that was my main goal when I did finally get to go to school for it. We'll get back to Trisha's story right after this. (music) 
Are you searching for the right college, grad school, or trade school to fit your needs? Or are you studying for those entrance exams you need a good score on? Peterson's has you covered. With advanced college and scholarship search functions, test prep for everything from the SAT to the MCAT to the firefighter exams, and tons of free resources on our blog, Peterson's helps you find, get in, and pay for school, plus much more. Visit petersons.com today. And now, back to the show. After teaching for a year and realizing education wasn't her thing, Trish went back to school to earn her bachelor's degree in interior design. Then she started her career well before Tab was born. Well, I was, um, I interned first for an architecture firm Mm -hmm. and then they hired me full time. But it was for commercial design and tenant improvement. Mm -hmm. And I really, Love, I've always loved residential design. It's to me, it's extremely different. You there's a lot more psychology into it. You really get to know a person, and you're creating something very, very personal. So I decided, even while I was working full time there, um, to do my own little side gigs, basically. And it started really fast. I I built up pretty quickly, and I knew. If I was going to continue, I needed to have some help. Um, I also wanted to make sure that I built up my company enough. You know, I didn't want to quit my day job. I wanted to make sure I built up Tab where I could sustain it. I didn't want to be the designer that jumps out of school, starts something up, and you can't go any further than maybe six months or so. So. I did hire Brianna, she's my um, assistant designer and project manager Mm. back in 2017 and I definitely wouldn't be able to be where I'm at today without her, but uh, she um, manages all the projects and she helps design them. We work together as a team and what I really appreciate because I did intern for another residential firm. And the reason why I knew I needed to start my own was because I wanted an atmosphere where it's more about collaboration and sharing and not only sharing in the design, but sharing in the credit, like give credit where credit is due. And that's what I found was missing a lot in residential design at that time. Um, It was more of you have a design assistant, that design assistant gets all the ideas together but the principal designer gets all the glory, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted somebody who was a team member with me, a partner, as much as possible. Um, But that's definitely what Brianna has been for me, and luckily she stayed with me, and we're doing really great. Trisha's ultimate goal is to leave her day job and pursue tab interior designs full-time. However, she wants to make sure the business is completely sustainable before she fully jumps in. It's hard because there is a lot of people, especially right out of school, don't understand the all the aspects there, that go into starting your own business. To do it right, you need to be insured. Um, you need to have your social media game up. You need to have your website and a, a good website. It can't just be something that you create overnight. You have to have a good portfolio. It takes time to build clientele and whatnot. So it, I wanted to make sure 
it's as strong as possible before I take that leap. Mm. And again, without having Brianna working for and with me, there's no way I could be working so many hours, but I'm the type of person I'm going to do what I have to do, especially if you tell me I can't do it. That's going to be my extreme driving force to make sure I don't fail. And again, that's something I I don't want to do. I want to make sure Tab is is really good to go. But it just it it was really tough at first, especially when I was on my own working the two jobs. It was I could only do one little job at a time and the only time that I had to focus on it was on my weekends or something like that or late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's more where anything that Brianna can do during the day, she tackles that. And I still, I work overnights and weekends on the projects um, as I can. But it's really actually worked really well for us. Um, and thankfully I have a job that I work during the day that is understanding because it's it's an interior design, but I'm not crossing the realm because it is two totally different um, focuses. My day job is commercial, and then my night and weekend job is residential. So it, it's worked out really well. Great. Yeah. And I mean, we all love to have a great work-life balance, but it's really hard when you're working two jobs, which I totally understand. So how do you balance those two and also make time for yourself? Um, I don't have a ton of time for myself, but we don't take on more than we can chew either. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I had to learn real quick and fast. Um, Last summer, we did get really, really busy, and it got really, really hard where I realized we couldn't take too much on because that just, I I wasn't able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had to scale back a little bit. So we've learned, like, you know, every new job and whatnot in life, you learn over time through your mistakes. And I know what we can and can't handle now so we make sure that we don't take on more than we can chew and and then hopefully once we get to a point where I can make this you know 100% my employment then you know we'll build it up from there but for now you know we've got things going right and really nailing down all the procedures and everything that go along with having your own business mm-hmm. is key to make it as successful as possible. Yeah. So I want to dial back a little bit. How did you find Brianna and know that she would work as your partner? I honestly, I found her on Indeed. Okay. <laughs> um, I met with her at a coffee shop and I think we spoke for a couple of hours together and I just, I appreciated the fact that she also had her degree in interior design and She's an extreme go-getter like I am. She's working multiple jobs at the moment as well. So it's it's both a, a very important pas- passion and determination that we have to be able to do solely what we want to do. I mean, we, we live in Colorado where right now the economy is, it's hard to live here. It's really tough. Um, so a lot of people here, unfortunately, are working multiple jobs. It is our goal to make this our 
one and only. And like I said, it's just the biggest thing is, you know, getting to the point where we can do that um, and do it pre- properly. Mm-hmm. So how have you grown since you started TAB and how has this gone in the direction where you know that someday you are going to be able to pursue it full time? Well, I think the biggest thing is, like I said, we've grown through mistakes. Mm-hmm. When you go through school for interior design, they don't teach you any aspect of business, none whatsoever. And so it took me a while to figure out, you know, how to find a program that works for me um, for like the accounting portions of it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. One thing that I was able to learn through was one of the internships. So the internship that I did for a residential firm, they hired me initially as the intern. I only did that for about two months and then they hired me uh, for like doing 20 to 30 hours a week as their project manager. So while I was doing that, I got to learn a system that they used. And then on my own, I researched other programs that were supposed to be specifically for interior designers. Um, and that's that's a huge aspect too, because like I said, we don't learn any business. So I had to learn quick how to do accounting and you know bill pay and whatnot, which are all things I don't like to do at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized by doing all that, there was a lot more time that I had to give to the business side of it and take away from the design side of it. So I, I never wanted to be a business owner, to be perfectly honest, because I knew that unfortunately I was gonna, you know, have to um, give more time to that side of it than I really wanted to, but. Like I said, I I wanted to create an atmosphere that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm in a point in life where I, I don't feel like you should be in a workspace where you're being screamed at, you're not given credit where you should be, and you're not appreciated like you should be. And you know, I I just wanted to create this on my own. So my my growth has really been through all the mistakes that we've made where we've had to learn on our own through, unfortunately, you know, client jobs or something like that, working how to work with contractors, how to make sure they're doing their job right. By me working at an architecture firm, I'm learning more about actual construction on that side of it, whereas I didn't learn any of that working for that residential firm because they weren't they weren't the type of designers that would go on site. They would do the design and just pass it on to the contractors where I want to be a little more hands-on and make sure that my contractors are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, we, it's, it's been hard. Um, You know, financially you make a lot of mistakes. Um, We had one of my first, Um, bathroom remodels the contractor ran off in the middle of the model and I had to financially I had to finish that job because they had taken off with uh, a large portion of the payment to finish the job so as a company owner it was my responsibility I had to take ownership of that 
So that was a huge mistake, but it's a lesson 100% learned and it will never happen again. But that's, you know, that's another thing. A lot of designers, again, out of school, you don't realize that these types of things happen quite often, unfortunately. And financially, you have to be prepared to take care of that because once you take ownership of that project, it's yours. And if you want to keep your good name, you have to make sure the job gets done and it gets done right. Another thing that's really helped us a lot is with social media. Again, that wasn't something that was around when I would have, you know, if I would have done this when I was a lot younger, that wasn't around. And now I can get on forums with other designers that are in the mindset that we're at, where we can share and collaborate with somebody in a whole different state that you you will never meet face to face, Mm -hmm. but they're willing to share like, where can you get trade only sources? how to deal with contractors in situations like I experienced, like I've shared my story with other designers and, you know, there's a lot of designers now online that will even share their contracts. So you, you know, learn how to, to write them up properly and not hurt yourself in the long run because it's, it's tough. You have to have a really good solid foundation and without things like that, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. If I had done this, say, even just 10 years ago, because it just, it wasn't like that then. Is there any part of the business side that you really enjoy creatively for any reason? Oh, I, I love any part where I can actually design anything. Um, Like when we're doing, we try to do a rendering for each of our projects, which is a computer generated photorealistic picture of what's in my head, Mm -hmm. what I want for the space to be. Because a lot of people, you've got your artistic people who can visualize almost anything. I can look into a room that may be full of trash or whatever, and I can picture something totally different, whereas somebody else just sees a room full of trash. Yeah. So by creating these renderings, you get to pull out of what's in my head. And I love to see those come to life, like how it looks in, in the rendering. And then when you actually get the paint on the walls and get the carpet in or get the, the custom furniture put in with the upholsteries that you picked out and whatnot. Because even when I'm showing samples, like, you know, you're, you're showing samples are usually maybe a four by four of a quartz for a countertop, or if you're lucky, an eight by eight piece of fabric that you want to show them to uh, put on their sofa or something like that. And they still can't see the full picture. Mm-hmm. But when you actually see that in the rendering and then physically come to life and you get to photograph it and whatnot, it's just, I don't know. It, feel like a little kid I want to giggle and you know I get so excited seeing it come to life and then when it finally clicks on in the client's head when they start to finally see it and you see the smile on their face and you know how they're trying to express how happy they are that that it's all come together and they love it and it feels more like a home and comfortable for them Mm -hmm. so that that's the best part for me 
Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you strive for these moments with every client, but is there any that stick out in your mind as just being a really, where you really brought something to life that somebody was really impressed with? We did, we have a client, he's a single gentleman Mm -hmm. and he has a condo and the condo, when we walked into it before we did anything, it looked like a place that was totally stuck between the 70s and 80s. It was just, it was all cream color and really old cabinets that when I opened one of the drawers, I thought I broke it because it kind of fell out. And I was just, you know, I looked in there and it was a tiny, tiny kitchen, super tiny. And what was disheartening for me was I knew that there was no way I could change the floor plan. But in the back of my head, I was like, well, I can't change the floor plan. So I need to knock it out of the park and make this space really sing with, you know, whatever colors, textures, patterns, the products that we were going to put in there. And when I was picking out things, because he didn't really give us much to go on, except that he wanted black cabinets. And that was about it. So I, I picked out things that I, I didn't want to make it what I liked. I was trying to get in his head and figure out what he wanted. And I always try to show the clients at a minimum three, um, like say we're doing new carpet. I show them three samples. Um, If we're doing three different styles of cabinets, I'll show them the three different styles just because it can get overwhelming for a lot of people. Mm So I picked out three of everything and I knew in my head what I was hoping he was going to pick out. And within 15 minutes, he picked out everything and everything that he picked out was everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited because I've won. I've never, we've never had a client pick out everything in that short period of time. Um, never had a client pick out everything that was like our first choice and it was it was the first article that we got into a magazine that I was really really proud of Um, it turned out really great and I think it was an extreme change from what he initially had we did his entire condo except for his bathroom so we brought Although it was more of a Fifty Shades of Grey color palette, <laughs> we did bring color and life into a space that when before we started, it was just so drab, so boring, yeah. literally falling apart. And he really loved it. And now he's having us come back and we will do his bathroom. So we'll end up doing his entire space for him. Great. Um, And you mentioned getting into his head. How do you do that? I think my background in the military (laughs) and then my background in teaching helps a lot with that. Mm -hmm. And to me, interior design does have a lot to do with psychology because, you know, different colors do different things for a person psychologically. Um, I do ask a lot of questions and especially if you're doing something like somebody's master 
bedroom, their master bathroom, you get pretty personal. Like you want to know that you're putting in the right amount of storage and the the correct type of storage for them. So we do ask quite a bit of questions. Um, you know, if you're doing the kitchen, we go through your drawers, we look through your cabinets to see, do you need a spice rack? Or do you, you know, are you a really um, affluent cooker or a chef uh, where you have tons of spices, where you need really specialized type of organization? Um, do you have lots of kitchen tools and stuff like that? So we, we get really personal. Um, another thing is if it's a couple, you have to sometimes become a mediator. Um, you have to teach your your clients how to compromise. If they're not on the same page, it can get uncomfortable. There have been some times where I, I did walk out of a room one time where I had a couple just start arguing in front of me and, you know, I just, I kind of put my hands up in a little timeout suggestion and was like, okay, I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes on your own. <laughs> when I come back, we're going to have to figure out where we can compromise, where we can come together because the space is for both of you. So, you know, there is a lot of psychology involved. Trish was able to return to her childhood dream and is now able to see the reality of this dream as it comes into fruition. We hope you're inspired by Trish's story to never give up on your dreams either. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.